Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela must be very happy this morning. I'm okay. <laughs> you 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 obviously are better than I am, but I'm okay. Yeah, the, the, apparently, Paris is the limit. <coughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about Asian shares, rather. Now, uh, they were set for the first back-to-back declines in a month yeah. as the Japanese yen uh, showed some strength, and then you also had crude oil retreating from a five-month high. So what is the overall picture there now, Clive? It's looking pretty bad. It's not very great. It's not the way you want to start the week, especially at the back of what we saw, the results coming in on Friday, which is not necessarily great from China in terms of data. But here's the thing, Fakina. We've become so, I think, immune in some senses uh, to what is actually happening with currencies between uh, these emerging markets, specifically speaking about Asia as well. It's been a very, very tough start to the year, and already we have answered the second quarter, and it's, it's not really a good sign uh, to make out of uh, uh, the uh, emerging markets at this particular moment. If you look at, for example, the Japanese topics index, which slipped uh, from its highest close since early February uh, yesterday, while the uh, Singapore benchmark also fell uh, to one week low. Uh, the yen left the gains of the big major uh, Asian currencies. However, it was not good enough uh, to sustain the kind of volatility that we need for equities to take up as well. So after tumbling by the most since 2014 on Friday, I'm with speculation that Japan's central bank will widen the use of negative interest rates. So all this creating a little bit of negativity within, within the emerging market space, uh, particularly there, obviously we are talking about Japan, which is an advanced economy, but the negative sentiment has spread across uh, the rest of the Asian markets. Look at that crude which fell for the first time in a week, uh, in New York, and then financial markets in Australia and New Zealand are also closed, uh, as you have mentioned as well. So we're looking forward to see how the other guys take advantage of the closure of those two markets. And then uh, Chinese economy seemingly recovering slightly faster? It depends what your definition of fast is. You know, Sakina, Nami Sakina, I can run here. I'm very fast. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, when you have a, an economy uh, that, was, that is used to double-digit um, uh, 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 GDP numbers and all of a sudden it would go into single digits and you see the ship struggling to actually pick up pace, um, it is like looking at Clive running the marathon. It is a very slow pace which you're, you're, you're running at. Chinese properties uh, obviously led the economic rebound, get a pace in April. Uh, and if you also look at the gorges from our providers, all increased in April as well in March, uh, while some indices as well uh, for employment showed stronger demand for workers. Why is it that Chinese properties looking strong, Sakina, is because the middle class has been strengthened. And so when you have a very strong middle class, in any economy, those people, like we saw in South Africa in the early 2000 and late 2001, a lot of people start buying into property. And that was the strongest period uh, in, in our recent history of the property market. And that is created when you have a strong middle class and you've got a balanced employment rate that makes sure that these people have to get jobs uh, in, in the immediate term. So this is also very interesting. You have also new credit. You have industrial assets, you have fixed asset investments and retail sales 
which all picked up. We remember we spoke last week about Young Brands, which is doing relatively well in China, which has increased its sales as well, despite the fact that we don't know if the chicken is really still alive when you actually eat it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> all these things are very, very positive things for the Asian market. And we look forward to seeing how China continues to absorb the rest of the economies uh, within its district. Specifically, we want to see how this will encourage uh, investment for them, further investment for them within the African continent. That is what is exciting about the new developed China that we're all so excited about. Well, it's all relative then, you say. I'm just not sure about that analogy of you running the marathon, but let's leave it right there. And then speak to you again tomorrow morning. That was our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Rabatibela. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.